Hey y'all, welcome to Life Coach BFF Show. Do you want to confidently parent your teen while remaining sane and still finding joy in your everyday? Do concerns of their safety, mental health, influences of social media and the ACT, as well as the act, frighten and keep you awake at night? Following a move, finding myself lonely, isolated, and drowning in the realities of parenting teenagers, I felt completely lost and depleted. After a year of sitting in loneliness, I knew it had to stop. I transformed my mindset to something I call living on green, and I'm going to teach it to you. In this podcast, we're giving all things to God, find beauty in the brokenness, triumphs through the trials of parenting teens, all the while finding joy in establishing balance. I'm your new BFF, Heather, and you're not lonely anymore. We're in this together. Get your axe spray out, pick up those dirty gym socks, put your lip gloss on, and let's do this. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. I'm your BFF, Heather, and I'm here to remind you that you can do hard things. And do you know how I know this? Because I'm doing hard things. (laughs) So I know you can too. You can do hard things. Okay, today, first of all, my friend, I need for someone to come here and take away all these candy canes that I keep eating from Christmas. It is springtime and I am still eating candy canes. And I know you're wondering, why do you have all these candy canes? I have, I don't know even know how many boxes of candy canes I have because... This is going to make you laugh. So I ordered candy canes from Kroger on my shopping app before Christmas, and I ordered probably five or six boxes. Then I went to the grocery store before I went to pick up because I thought I was going to be really smart and place my order early and then go pick up like four days later. I was like, I'm so organized this week. Look at me go, jiggity jog, and place my order. And then, get this, I forgot what all I ordered. So I went to the grocery store between the time that I ordered the groceries on the app and bought several boxes of candy canes. So I ended up with, I don't know how many candy canes, probably like, I don't know, 10 boxes. I may be exaggerating, maybe eight. And my LP3 does not eat candy canes. And nobody else is eating candy canes now that Christmas is over. So it's just the four of us living here now. And Only one person is eating the candy canes. And it's April, and I'm still eating candy canes. I just had one, so I need somebody to come and take away these candy canes. All right, hard things. I don't know that this is hard, but this is is something that I'm doing today. I'm tackling this. I want to know who is using the Plan to Eat app because this looks fabulous. And the app, the little advertisement says, a place to gather your favorite recipes and build unique meal plans. A shopping list is created for you automatically, which is my favorite thing to hear that it's automatic. So I'm going to try this. I'm going to put it all in and I will let you know on Tuesday 
how this worked out for me. If you are using this, please message me. Let me know what you think about this. If you have any suggestions, because I think this may be life-changing for me. It's the Plan to Eat app. So that's what I'm doing today. I think it's kind of a hard thing. Maybe you don't. Maybe it'll be easy once I get going. They may not like me calling it hard. So I'm not going to call it hard. It's something new. So let's just say that is something new that I hope will be helpful. So that's what I'm working on today. And I wanted to read, do y'all remember last week when I said, I know that we have some men who listen to the podcast and they're probably learning things that maybe they wish they had never learned from this show. I don't know, but it's still, it makes me smile that some of these men enjoy it. That's very sweet. So we got a review from Green Eyed Panda. And the title of the review is, it was kind of ironic that we got this right after I talked about this, is My Wife Loves Her. So I guess he's referring to me. Thank you, Mr. Green Eyed Panda. And under it, it says, and I like her too. She's straight to it and funny. I listen with my wife sometimes. Good stuff. All right. Thank you, Green Eyed Panda. I appreciate the review, and reviews mean a lot. And so, if you have not left a review for this podcast, I would so appreciate and be forever grateful if you would pause this and scroll all the way down, and you're going to see stars. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, that's the best place to leave a review. Scroll all the way down. And mark a star. Five are good. They work for me every single time. I love five stars. And leave a review. I love to know what you think about the show. So, and it also helps other, I almost said ladies, other ladies and gentlemen find the show because it moves us up on the chart and makes it easier for other people to find us. So, I'm very grateful. Thank you. I'm grateful to all of you who listen to this show. I'm smiling right now. I wish you could see me. It just is so encouraging to me. And I love that we're able to come here and share. So that being said, we are going to go ahead and jump right into a question. I don't know. Let me see. From a listener. This is from Seattle, Washington, from Danny. So here we go. Hello, BFF. I'm at the end of my rope and need some advice. I'm a single mom and my ex-husband is not involved in the parenting of our three children. He provides the bare minimum as far as financial support goes and 95% of all responsibility is up to me. My issue is my oldest. He's 17 and a junior in high school, and I can't get him up for school. He just refuses, and by the time he gets out of bed, I am exhausted from yelling at him. He is going to get kicked out of school if he misses any more days, and he has 27 tardies. We are almost to the end of the year. Most parents dread their kids going away to college, and I just hope I can get mine to leave. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I have these thoughts, and then I feel guilty. It's a terrible cycle. Okay, Danny, um, I'm thinking about this because, so he's a junior in high school. He doesn't want to get out of bed, which I don't want to get out of bed in the morning either. <laughs> Y'all, I don't want to get up anymore. I just want to sit in the bed and drink coffee and I want to watch the news. So that's what I want to do. Okay, back to Danny. 
17, doesn't want to get out of bed. All the responsibility is up to you. You're yelling. Danny, first of all, I would not yell. Just don't don't get into this with him. Don't participate. If you participate, then you're going to become part of the problem. And you're the parent. You are a strong oak tree, Danny. I wish you had more support. I wish that your ex-husband helped you more and was more involved. Because what... This little precious needs, which I'm getting a mental image of the 17-year-old male. I'm thinking he's probably taller than you are, bigger than you are, and he has hairy feet. Because (laughs) I noticed that when they get about 13, they have hairy feet. They have man feet. So you're dealing with a man-child. That's what you have. And you're dealing with this on your own. And you need some sort of male influence. I don't know if your son is playing a sport or not. Or involved in church, a youth group, someone that he looks up to. He probably doesn't look up to your ex-husband, I'm assuming, because you're a, he's not that involved to be looked up to. And... If he's not supporting you, that's adding a lot of stress to your life financially, emotionally, probably spiritually, which in turn adds stress to your children's lives. So it's a trickle-down effect. You need, what about a grandfather, an uncle? You need a strong male Christian influence to get involved with your son. You need someone who will take him to lunch or take him away from your home, separate from you. You do not need to be anywhere around when this conversation takes place, but your son needs to understand that he is a young man. I mean, he is soon going to be a full grown man. Now, when I say full grown man, remember that the frontal lobe of the brain does not fully develop until they're 25. And some, I mean, some much later than that. (laughs) So your son may be way away from this. That's my whole point. But we need a strong male to set some expectations to explain to him, you are becoming a man. And did you say that he's your oldest? I'm going to go back. I think you said that he's your oldest. So, Let's see. I think that it was, you said your oldest. Anyway, okay. He needs to set an example, regardless if he's the oldest, the youngest, the whoever. He is becoming a man. He needs to set an example for the rest of your children and how you are to be treated. And he, he is not being respectful of you. He is not doing what you're asking him to do. And this appointed male needs to explain to him these things. He is becoming a man. You are a lady. He needs to show you respect as a lady because this is going to determine how he treats his wife, his future, his, you know, the other ladies in his lives, girlfriends, respectful of girlfriends, mothers, parents, families, future wife future mother-in-law, I mean, this future boss, you know, a lot of the employers now are going to be female. There are a lot of female CEOs, teachers. I don't know how he feels about the women at school, the female teachers. I don't know how he treats them, but he is, 
we they we learn at home we learn at home how to treat others so that's the first thing i would have this male you know explain to him and as a man you have got to take some responsibility for yourself. You are not a little child anymore for your mommy to have to come and wake you up. He needs his own alarm clock. Does he have an alarm clock? If he does not, I would install one today. Go get an old-fashioned one if you need to. Put it across the room. Get a battery-operated one if he's going to unplug it slipping in his room after he goes to sleep by the door, but that alarm needs to go off. I would no longer come in his room in the morning, and that's what this man needs to explain to him. It is going to be up to you to get yourself up and showered and dressed for your day. It's not your mommy's responsibility, and when another man tells a male that you are relying on your mommy that will embarrass him. And I'm not saying to humiliate and embarrass your children, but you have to teach your children. And if that's the only way that this other man can get through to him, which it will, that will embarrass him if he realizes that this other man sees him as a little child relying on his mommy. So get your alarm, get you know, have this other man explain to him what the expectations are and then have him check in. So he has to get up for school. He has to be on time. If you need to find a coach to do this, but he needs someone to report to besides you. And it needs to be someone who cares. It needs to be a mentor. So that is what I would say to you. And I feel like that once he starts establishing himself as a man, a man child and understands that you rely on him to be the man that you need for him to be the man that God has planned for him. That's what I tell my children all the time. You know, God has this great plan for you. He has given you this great brain. You are going to fly. I cannot wait to see what he has planned for you, but you, we are right now laying the foundation and that's what you're doing for your son. You're helping to lay the foundation and whoever this mentor is, that is going to help you so, so much because it's going to take the pressure off of you. It's going to put the responsibility on your 17 year old son and he will report to this other male. So I think that this is going to work for you. I really do. I mean, I can remember back it's been so many years ago. Oh my goodness, 20 year 21 years ago. <laughs> 20 years ago. And our LP1 wanted to sleep in my bedroom on the floor. Now she had her own room, but she just wanted to sleep on the floor. And this went on for a while and I was pregnant and on bed rest and I thought she just wants to be near me because I can't really function during the day like I normally would. But our pediatrician, who was a dear friend, and he was around the age of 70 at the time, he asked me at a visit, a checkup, where is she sleeping, referring to LP1. And I said, well, she sleeps, she called it a camp out. She sleeps in the camp out on our floor beside my bed. And he said, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. She needs to be sleeping in her own room. And starting tonight. And he said this in front of her. And then he bent down, and this is what he said to her, which is so brilliant. His name is Dr. John McCann, and he is retired now. You're all going to be looking him up because you're going to want to find this man. He's brilliant. 
but he is retired now, and he practiced in Meridian, Mississippi, and he bent down to where he was eye to eye with her, and he said, now, I am always proud of you, and he said her name. I am always proud of you. He said, but I, and we went to church with him, so she knew him outside of the office, but he said, I am really going to be proud of you when you are sleeping in your own bed. And I want you, starting tonight, I want you to sleep in your own bed all night. And tomorrow morning, I want you to call me here at the office, and I want you to tell me where you slept. And I want you to tell me that you slept in your room. That's what I'm expecting to hear. And, and she said, yes, sir. Well, that night, it was time to go to bed. She went and got in her bed, slept all night in her room. I mean, and we had been months with her wanting to sleep in her camp out on the floor. And so the next day she called him and she reported, he came to the phone and she told him where she had slept. And he said, okay, tomorrow I want you to call me again. And this went on for several days, probably a week. And then she got in the habit of sleeping in her room and everything was great. But the, the whole point of this is that she had to report to him and not us. And it was the greatest gift he could have ever given us. And you, Danny, in Seattle, you need a male to have your son report to. So I hope that helps. And if it doesn't, call back. We'll post it in our private Facebook group. We'll get some other ideas. But I really think that this is going to help you, Danny. I sure hope so. And just don't waste your breath yelling. You just get on green when, you know, just go in your, I don't know if we've ever talked about what it means to be on green. Green is like your most peaceful place mentally. It is an open field, a pasture with wildflowers. It is a soccer field if you grew up playing sports and you can remember the smell of the grass in the springtime. Get on green. Get in your peaceful place mentally and put the responsibility on your LP. One, and you're not going to have all these problems with the other two. And go ahead and get them an alarm clock. My two youngest, they have an alarm clock in their room. It sounds like birds chirping every morning, and they get up. That's how they get up in the morning. So, okay. Now, this uh, this kind of pertains to all of this. What I'm about to share with you. I don't know if you've ever watched the Andy Griffin show. <laughs> And we love the Andy Griffin Show. And if you'll remember, there's Sheriff Taylor, Andy Taylor, and his son, Opie. And they live in Mayberry. And they have more, there is more wisdom to glean from this show than anything you will ever find on YouTube for these kids. So if you, if you have children, turn this on. If not, turn it on anyway. If you have teenagers in the background or grandchildren or young adults that are hanging out at the house, turn this on because everybody can get something from this. And there was this one episode where there was a hobo that was in town. And the hobo was trying to influence Opie and persuade him that he should be making his own decisions, that his father should not be making decisions for him. That was kind of the point of the whole episode. It's been a while since I watched this, but the hobo had a conversation with Andy, the father at some point, who was also the sheriff of the town. 
And when a ho- the hobo told Andy he should just let Opie decide for himself how he wanted to live, Andy had these words of Mayberry wisdom. And I want you to hear this. And Danny, you, I want you to hear this too. No, I'm afraid it won't work that way, says, says Andy. You can't let a youngin decide for himself. He'll grab at the first flashy thing with shiny ribbons on it. Then when he finds out there's a hook in it, it's too late. Wrong ideas come packaged with so much glitter that it's hard to convince them that other things might be better in the long run. All a parent can do is say, wait, and trust me, and try to keep temptation away. And somehow, we have lost this basic truth. We have lost this. So it's easy, it's easy just to do nothing. It's a lot harder to parent. And I went to a meeting at the school, and there were probably 300 parents there, and it was about social media, and this has been a while. But the first thing that the high school principal said was, parenting is hard. And Danny, I'm still talking to you. Parenting is hard. It is hard. It is. But you have to love your children enough to be the parents. You have to love them enough because it is hard work. And it's kind of like Andy Griffin said to the hobo. I mean, you just have to say, wait and trust me. And you have to try to keep the temptation away until they're old enough to understand and make good decisions on their own. You got to be the parent. You got to set the expectations. And you can do this. You're doing a great job. You are doing a fantastic job. Okay, do you have an abundant mindset? I'm just curious. I want to know if you have an abundant mindset. That means that you choose to focus on the positive things rather than the negative. You focus on, and it doesn't mean, I know some people think abundant, abundance, they think that means wealth. It does not mean that you're wealthier than other people. It's just you focus on positive things rather than the negative. People who have an abundant mindset tend to be happier in general. They are more creative people usually, and they are grateful. That's something that they, they just as a general rule, they are grateful. And this, this is going to give you something to think about. People who have an abundant mindset, they are usually proactive and not reactive. So what we talked about earlier, these alarm clocks, that is definitely being proactive instead of yelling and being reactive, which we've all been guilty of before, Danny. I do not want you to feel guilty. Don't feel guilty. You are making a new plan and you are pivoting and you now have an abundant mindset. So they're proactive, not reactive. They give things away. They're, they like to share. They love to learn and grow. And they truly believe that they deserve good things. Now, this is something else that people with an abundant mindset do that I love this. They celebrate others' success. And that's something I've always told my children. When good things happen for our friends, we're going to celebrate with them. 
And when good things happen for us, they'll celebrate with us. Abundant mindset people are happy with what they have and they enjoy the things that they already have. And y'all, I love this. They think big. They think big. So the boys went to a Grizzly basketball camp. That is the Memphis NBA team, the Memphis Grizzlies. Woo woo! They went to several of their, they've been to several of their basketball camps. And at the end of the week, someone, it's usually a Grizzly player or one of their coaches will give a speech to all the kids. And this is what they say. They say, I want you, and they get real serious. They'll say, I want you to dream big. I want you to dream crazy, wild, big dreams. And I want you to go after it. I want you to do this. And I just, I love that. I need to paint that on a canvas and hang this up in both of my kids' rooms because I'm a huge believer in that. Dream crazy, wild, big dreams. God has given you all these gifts. You can do all these things. You get to do all these things. I mean, I I love to focus on what we get to do. We get to go to the grocery store. We get to go pick up our kids from school. Or we get to go to the soccer game. Or we, you know, there are so many things we get to do instead of I have to. I get to. That changes your whole mindset And it takes you right to that abundant mindset. But that just, those are powerful words. Dream crazy, big, wild dreams. So I'm going to end today and this week with you by saying that, and I know you're, you may be thinking to yourself, I'm 40 years old or I'm 45 years old or I'm 63 years old. I don't care how old you are, 32, 15, 18. I know we have moms who listen with their kids and their teenagers in the cars they drive. I want you, I don't care what age you are, I don't care where you are in life, I want you to dream big, crazy, wild dreams. Because if you have these dreams in your head, Somebody put them there. And I really believe God puts these dreams into our head. He puts these thoughts and these goals. And just because God calls you to do something doesn't mean that you're going to be successful. Because the success of whatever your dream is, is up to him. He's going to decide if you're successful. You just have to obey. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to obey. So when you have these ideas, I truly believe they come from God. And you you need to go after these dreams. You need to go after these. And this, in turn, will give you an abundant mindset. Okay, I love you. Jesus loves you even more and know that I am so cheering for you. I'm always cheering for you. I am going through these voice messages today. I need to find this phone number. So if you want to call now, look, people would love to hear your voice. I know they would. (laughs) And if you will give me permission, then I can play your voice. But until then, I've got to keep reading these. 
So, and I'm happy to read it for you. So, I'm gonna if I have not read yours, I'm gonna go through them all these next few days, and and we'll get to yours. I promise I will get to yours. Okay, the number is nine zero one three zero eight seven one one zero. I love you. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and hit the subscribe or follow button, leave a review, and I will see you soon. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or have benefited in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also, take a moment and be sure and subscribe because we have a lot of exciting events coming up and you are not going to want to miss out on anything Come say hello on social media. Stop by Instagram. It's at LifeCoachBFF. Facebook at LifeCoachBFF. And also, we have started a small private group full of lovely women like you. It's called We Are Your BFFs. Come join. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you again next time. This is your BFF Heather from Life Coach BFF Show.